Welcome back to Unknown and Talented. My name is Jalon Abrams. Today I have Liv of Live With Nature. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I made sure to wear green today. So you have the green. I have the green in the background because I got to stay on brand. That's how to make sure it was 100% green. Okay. Well, I'm wearing green too. So we're vibing. We're vibing. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, so we did meet at InvestFest. You had a vendor booth um, where you have your products. So what I want you to do before we get into all of that, just pretty much give an introduction of who you are, where you're located, and then like a short introduction of your business because I'm going to ask you no more questions. Okay. Sounds great. Well, my name is Liv of Live With Nature. I started Live With Nature All Natural Products about four years ago inside of my kitchen. Um, and my main goal was to provide budget-friendly, eco-friendly, plant-based products for every essential need. I was so tired of overpaying for under for products that were under-delivering. Um, I, I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm the mother of two boys. And I wear many hats, but Live With Nature is my passion. So that's what drives me. Perfect. And I like that. And I like how you said you wanted to make affordable products because I just think about everything healthy is expensive. You know, I think about I think about going from, you know, Walmart to Trader Joe's. I'm just like, I can't do it because it's, it's too much. It is. And it's just the, and that's and that's we should not have to sacrifice quality over um, affordability that, that honestly, th those really should be merged. And I get that you can afford whatever you want, but as a single mother of two boys, especially four years ago, when my finances are, were just, you know, I was barely making it. I couldn't afford to pay $30 for a small little thing of shampoo so that my hair wouldn't fall out. So yeah, it's very important to me. Okay. All right. So you, so pretty much you had a pretty much a pain point of having products that are expensive, but what made you actually want to actually before we get into that well how'd you actually start making these products because you're making them yourself right i make everything so it's every 26 handmade products um so i started off in my kitchen i actually teach, teach classes about this too but most of the time mm -hmm. you can make many products from the ingredients in your pantry or in your refrigerator so i needed a really good shampoo that would not break my hair off that would not strip my natural oils so i looked up recipes for natural shampoo I actually had my, I, I used it on myself for six months, never did I think it would be a business. People saw not only how soft my hair was, my hair was super thick and, and getting really long and so they wanted the, the recipe. Um, so at first I gave out the recipe because again, I'm, I didn't think of this as a business, but as more and more people started to ask, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and introduce four product lines for hair care. And then that's when I decided to open up uh, more collections for every essential need. Okay. Okay. So that's a lot. So you said right now you're just doing it for yourself. Yes. A bunch of people saw how soft you soft it was, and you said, you know what? I'm gonna start a business. What made you just say <laughs> I want to make money from it? Because you know, like me, I'm selfish. I find something I don't want to share with nobody. Yes. No. For sure. Um. So really, what it was is I saw that there was a need, and I wanted to help fill it. That was one the one one of the driving forces. Another one um, was a coworker who said, Olivia, why are you giving your recipe away for free? You should figure out how to monetize that. But really, what really actually started it is I went on a three-day water fast around the, around the holidays. And I'm a big advocate for fasting at least once a month. And during that fast, it all just came together. I was able to get my business name. I mean, everything, it, it was more of, 
a brand versus me making money, you know, offering a brand that people could trust and that people can benefit from. And again, I teach classes because I feel like there's room for everybody at the table. And if there's not, create your own. Okay. So I want to actually talk more about that fast because I've never tried to do a fast. I thought it was very hard to even think about it. So what is that like, especially doing three days? It was so powerful. I actually do it every Thanksgiving and every Christmas because at that time, everybody is eating all the food in the world. But for me, I really like to just connect with the source, get rid of all the distractions that I have going on throughout the year. And um, so basically it's mind over matter. Anytime you get hungry, you think of what, first of all, you have to set your intention before anything, set your intentions. Once you set your intentions, you set the date and you just do mind over matter. So anytime you are hungry or you're craving that special thing that you want to all of a sudden crave because you're fasting, that is when you really concentrate on your goal. That's when you meditate, you write, you are a podcaster. So I know you're creative. I'm sure you're a lyricist. So you could probably come up with some really deep poems, some um, lyrical um, lyrical lyrics for music. I apologize. Um, even creating a show like a sitcom or just just really allow your mind to be so creative, tapping into your third eye that's constantly blocked because of the food we're eating, the environment we're around, the TV we're watching or the distractions we have going on. Okay. Okay. And then when you do fast, is it just food or is it other things as well? So I do food because food I food is my favorite pastime. When I tell you that is my favorite pastime, that is something that I hold dear to my heart. And so that is the hardest thing for me to stay away from. I already don't watch TV. I'm not a fan of social media. And I really don't, I'm not really, I don't really go out and drink. I have actually fasted from alcohol um, because, you know, that's when I was younger, you didn't know how to have fun if you, unless you had alcohol, you know, but um, mm-hmm. really food, that's what, so you have to choose something that is going to hurt. And when I, I've done six day water fast and that hurts, but when I tell you the benefits that comes along with it, the dreams, the downloads, wherever you get your information, however you connect to the source, God, Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, that is the best way, in my opinion, to connect. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to see if I could try. I don't know if I can do it during Thanksgiving or Christmas, <laughs> but I could. <laughs> yeah, it's the most powerful, but I, I get it. More power to you. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk back about the product itself. So you said you went on the fast and you got the idea and you started it. How long from the idea to the actual production? Because I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on here. They have the ideas for years yes. before they actually do it. So how long between that idea and the actual, like you had the product was made? Yeah. So I fasted during Thanksgiving and I launched my, I launched, I did my first pop-up event uh, February 2nd of 2019. So at that, in January, I had spent the time to trademark my name. I had spent the time to come up with recipes. I actually had already given out samples, testers, all of that. I went live February 2nd of 2019. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure you leave a review on the Unknown and Talented podcast page. Also, subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment and like it and share to all your friends. <laughs> Do all of that stuff. Because I paid way too much money for this ad for y'all not to do something. So y'all gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to figure it out. Okay? <laughs> the only way things grow is word of mouth. Y'all gotta word of mouth. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta spread the love. The way, same way I'm spreading y'all love, I'm motivating you, I'm helping you change your life. You gotta help change my life too. This is, this is a, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. I can't just give, give, give. Because after a while, if I don't get enough likes, this podcast is gonna be over anyway. So come on now. Make sure y'all share it. 
review, subscribe, comment, like, all that stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. I love that. I love that. And how, how did that first experience go of actually selling something that you made? It was overwhelming because I just, again, I knew I wanted to solve a problem that was widely known, but the fact that people supported, I started out, I, my labels, this is how rookie I was. My labels were not waterproof. So by the time I put them on the table, they were disintegrated. You couldn't really see anything. So I thought people would think I, you know, wasn't legit or I don't know. I just, I didn't expect people to respond so positively. I, I'm, I still remember the first person who bought from me and it was a stranger and she said, I've been looking for you. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful. I've had so much success, success. Okay. All right. That's, I love it. I love that. That's great. I just think about like me, I used to be in the music production. So just somebody buying something that I made was a great feeling, especially strangers. Cause like your family, they'll support you. They'll cheer you on yes. But to get that person to buy it. You're like, Okay, I'm yeah. doing something here. Valid, val validity? I, I don't know if that's the word, but... <laughs> well, we gonna go with it. We gonna go with it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so I like that. So you had that first um, pop-up shop. And then um, from there, where was the next, what was the next one? So I, at that time, I lived in Sacramento, California. And Sacramento, mm -hmm. California has their own new Black Wall Street. It's actually called um, the African Marketplace, but it's the Black Wall Street for Sacramento. So, so twice a month, I would pop up and a lot of times I would sell out and wow. just a community telling the other friends and family or I'd post on social media. Oh, my social media grew expeditiously from that. And um, so, yeah, I was doing twice a twice a month. And that was my first year. Then the pandemic hit. So mm. online for a bit. And then my third year in business, that's when I decided to take the ultimate leap of faith leave my full-time job full of benefits, retirement. I was in for 10 years. I was at this job for almost 10 years. Wow. Packed up and moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so 10 years, 10 years. you decided just to get up. What was that shift? Was it another fast or what happened there? Oh yeah, I was, I was still, I'm, I still pass till this day. Um, hmm. But it was one of those things where I, you know, everything aligned. Um, things were happening at the job that wasn't really sitting well with my with my spirit. And so, you know, as a spiritual person, um, you know, when that starts to stir up and you feel like you're getting clear, a clear direction to go this way, everything literally aligned. And I'm like, literally, I was able, I got approved to have a store at the New Black Wall Street here in Atlanta, Georgia. And everything was just such in perfect unity. I just capitalized on it and went. Okay. All right. So you said you're from Sacramento, right? Well, I okay. live in Sacramento. Well, you, you, you lived in, yeah. Okay. So how did you get, okay. So how did you get from Sacramento? Cause that's all in the West coast, right? I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So how'd you get all the way from there all the way to Atlanta? Cause that's, that's far. That is far. Um, and I know I'm crazy for that, honestly. So I've always, I've always loved Atlanta. I love the vibe. I love the community. I love what the representation. And so I had already had real estate in Atlanta. And so mm -hmm. that was one of the things that contributed to the, the paths aligning. I had already bought real estate before I even knew of the opportunity of having my store. Wow. So it just made it really easy for me to move from one house to another and really just be stationed. not have to worry about Airbnbs or, you know. Okay. All right. I know we're talking about your product, but I want to, I want to know more information about your real estate. So what made you buy real estate in Atlanta if not living in Atlanta? That's well, like I said, I have, I wear many hats. And so okay. one thing I know for sure is nothing is guaranteed and you always need to have a fallback plan. So even though I have that secure job, 
I've really, you know, I always want, you know, the average millionaire has what, seven streams of income? I'm trying to get a millionaire. So um, that's real estate. I had already owned real estate in California as well. And I, it was a pivot, it was a power move that I didn't even realize I was making. But when I wanted to buy my next house, I Googled what was the best market to buy in. It was Houston, Boise, Idaho, and Atlanta. And of course, Atlanta. Okay. I love it. All right. I love this conversation already. I love it. Okay. All right. I, I knew I knew it was something about just why I started. I said, something's about live. I see I see a seat over there. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. All right. So so we're moving back into your products. I'm sorry I'm getting off track. But let's, let's yep. move back to your products. Yep. So you have all natural products. What kind of products are you making? So I have four main collections. I have hair care, mm. oral care, skin care, and household care. Um, so my top sellers from all collections are, I have charcoal toothpaste and peppermint mouthwash. Everything is preservative free, no man-made, no man-made chemicals. Um, they're plant-based, so it's nothing that's derived from animals and it's packaged in eco-friendly packaging because I really feel like when you respect nature, nature respects you. Okay. Um, and I was looking on your page. I was trying to do some research. I was scrolling. Uh, yeah. So you were, you were talking about you were talking about fluorate, fluoride yes. in regular toothpaste. So why would somebody try to get charcoal toothpaste instead of just a regular fluoride one? Okay, so really quickly, there's two types of fluoride. One is naturally occurring, and that's in basically anything that grows on the ground, from fruits and vegetables, and that's all that. Then there's synthetic fluoride. That's man-made, and that is mm. where it goes array. So I won't. Oh boy. Fluoride is known to do because I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribed to do that. But I will tell you factually that synthetic fluoride is only used, mainly used, I should say, is because it eats away at the corrosion of your teeth. It provides no other benefits. And, and, and to me, that's not even a benefit. You know, that's how it prevents cavities, but it provides no other ben- benefits in protecting your gums, protecting your enamel, getting rid of bad breath, or getting rid of bacteria in your mouth. So when you buy, and I tell people, you don't have to buy Live With Nature natural products, all natural products. Really just be conscious of the ingredients that you do choose to use. So fluoride, of course, like I said, eats away at the corrosion of their teeth. My charcoal toothpaste has bentonite clay, coconut oil, and charcoal, which is all known to whiten the teeth, eliminate bad breath, remineralize the teeth, and help um, mineralize, uh, I'm sorry, help clean the gums. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're very educated in this. So what made, how'd you get educated? Cause right now you are educated in it and creating what research did you do for that? So I've always actually been wanted to be all natural. And so I've been a vegetarian from the age of 10 off and on. Um, and wow. then when I was about, I want to say 20, either way, I've been a vegan for eight years. So, um, when I realized that being a vegetarian was basically not the healthiest I could be, that's when I ventured to the vegan lifestyle. And I, again, I I believe in, you know, plastic free as much as you can. Right. Um, And I really just believe giving back to mother nature, mother nature has given us everything that we need to sustain everything. So why not use those sources that she gave us and then also honor her by putting it back in the earth. Okay, and and how long have you? Oh, you said you've been for eight years a vegan. Yeah. Okay, so what? And you said you've been a vegetarian since ten. Yeah. On and off. Yeah, because I just didn't really. Without going too much into it, I just don't see. To me, I just don't benefit by eating meat, honestly. Okay. And the hardest thing okay. for me to give up was cheese. I'm not gonna lie. I was one of the you know the ones that was a cheese lover. I loved every type of cheese. But once I actually was conscious of the benefits 
let me go ahead and also add that the foods that you eat can heavily not only clog your arteries, but also um, clog your third eye. And so just for really quickly, the third eye is what you also know as your intuition. And so if you're not allowing your third eye to be cleansed and to be um, as clear as it can be, then, you know, it's not able to work as well as it could. So, so talking about being a vegan, so like, is there any, cause I know, like, I'm, I don't know a lot of it, but I know like they're like substitutes for meats and stuff like that. Yes. There's levels. They- I used to heavily depend on Kudova back in the day. It's actually okay. eight years, but anyway, it's, I used to heavily depend on like the fake chicken and the fake hot dogs. Right. But yeah. over time, number one, the act that actually can have more chemicals and be more, less healthy, more damaging to your body versus eating clean meat. Because I do wow. think that there is clean meat out there. It's just the fact that the hormones are added and all the chemicals and additives. That's what actually makes it not as good for you. I don't want to use term mm. a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, okay. I don't want to get in, get you in trouble out here. So let me, <laughs> let me move, move it on. <laughs> right. All right. So you said you, you're selling products. You're teaching people how to make products. And then you go to like a lot of different vendors. So we met, like I said, at InvestFest. How was that experience for you? One of the best experiences I've ever, ever participated in. That was my second year. The first year I was in so in awe. I was on I was on a natural high for months. It was so beautiful. And you experienced it to see yeah. all of us in there celebrating, really involved in investing, networking, selling, building, supporting, buying, right? Um, Invest West, that's just one of my top events I'll always do. Um, so, so tell me some of the highlights. I know you probably sold out. I did. Probably sold. Okay. And how about like, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me some of the highlights. Let, let, let's say, say you're talking to somebody that never been anything like that. So invest best is something that you just, you have to experience it. You it's so say, you know, Beyonce is touring right now. Right. And I'd love to go see her in concert. I heavily thought about it, but the only thing I'd get out of that is a good experience. I'd get entertainment. With InvestFest, not only do you get entertainment, but you also get knowledge that you can walk away with and put to action yourself. So, you know that saying, you can give a man, a, uh, feed a man a fish and he'll go, you know, be fed for the day. But if you teach him how to fish, he can feed himself for a lifetime. InvestFest, that is exactly what it's there for. And that's what it's done for a lot of us. Yeah, it was definitely a great experience for me. Like meeting you, meeting every, all other vendors. It was a great, because this is the first year I actually went and I was just like blown away. I was kind of, I was kind of overwhelmed. I ain't gonna lie. There was a lot of people yes. in there. Yes, I agree. It was overwhelming. I, I know, I'm, I, honestly, I don't remember what day you were there. I don't know. Was I wearing brown, green, or black? I don't even know. Uh, green. You was wearing green. You was okay, wearing green. so Saturday, yeah. that was yeah. one of the busiest days, but Friday, surprisingly, was so, that was open to the public. And when I tell you, I was so spent. I had to go home and make more product, you know, but I had to have the energy for that. But it was such a, it was such a, uh, how do I say this? It was, it was a thrashing weekend in a good way. Okay, so you had to go home and make more products. So are you getting help with this? I know you said you have two, two kids. Are they helping you out at all? So they help me label. I'm very particular. Okay. I allow around the ingredients and everything, but they definitely help me label. And I have the most amazingly beautiful sister that actually flew out from Florida, from Miami to help me sell at Invest Best. So you probably saw her too if you were there Saturday. I, I, I didn't see. I just saw because you were by yourself at that point. Oh. You were, you were about to say, yeah, because I made sure to get there early when it wasn't the big crowds. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm smart. Cause I'm like, oh. I know what it's all those people. I can't be all in the way. Listen, well, you wasn't in the way, but it was, it was, definitely, yeah, it was a good time. Okay. All right. So now we're moving on throughout the store. You're in Atlanta and you said you have a, like your own like building now. I mean, like you sell a lot of it. I used to. So I, I used to. Okay. Here. And it was the best experience that I've had, you know, being a business owner, having a store, there were some lows of course, but that's how you got to have balance. Um, what I favored the most is being able to offer the products in one central location. A lot of people drove from Lawrenceville, even from Alabama, from New Orleans. They drove knowing that I'd have those products available for them. Okay. And um, if you don't mind, do you mind sharing a little bit of what, you know, went wrong? Um, so I wouldn't say anything went wrong, but, you know, nothing lasts forever. And one door closes okay. and even better one opens. And so it ran its course. I was there for a full yeah. year. I, again, I had I have such amazing um, a customer support baseline and um, it just was my time to move on. OK, sounds good. And then so right now you mainly sell online and like to actual like uh, vendor places that you have as well. Correct. Yeah. So okay. um, there's places that I've often. Um, are you from Atlanta? Are you in Atlanta? Uh, no, no, I'm in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's places that I often um, will vend at either the Beltline. Um, I've attempted to do Atlantic Station. There's also, um, there's a place off of Edgewood, anybody who's listening or who will be listening who lives in Atlanta, there is a, um, it's called the Creators, Created Noble. There we go. And so they offer a marketplace for handmade or homemade vendors. And they are amazing. Not only do they give you a platform, but they have a lot of local support. Okay. And so you do that mainly and then also online sales as well? Online is really where I get the most of my sales. A lot, you know, shop, retail has changed, uh, honestly. And so a lot of yeah. people would rather shop online. Um, and so I've, I've had a lot of success with that. Okay. So, so I do have a question about that. So I, like I said, I was scrolling your Instagram and I said you're not really on there that often, but you are online you know so like well, what made you say i'm not going to use social media for marketing but you're also going to be on an online store you know that's something i still deal with that being a spiritual person i am not a fan of social media when it mm -hmm. comes to the mm, the facade that people have to live in order to feel successful and i just felt like i wanted to step away and really just focus on you know still building the business in the background and it's worked mm -hmm. i still i may not get as many sales if, as if i were posting on social media but i also have found other ways to still you know push the website via um, email marketing as well as google ads so. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, I was definitely listening to like different podcasts talking about email marketing, and that's big. I didn't know how how big it is. So, how, so so how do you get all your things? Is it just Google Google um ads? How do you get all your email leads? Um, so I actually I use um, an email marketing service to send out my mm -hmm. emails, and a lot of times people will say, "Hey, I tried this product," and then they'll send out the site. I also have an affiliate. I have affiliates that I work with as well. So I have three okay. affiliates at the moment and so they um can send out their link to their family and friends or whoever they want and then they'll go and support the website online oh cool so if like you can have affiliates that are on social media Absolutely. promoting the brand without you having to be on social media. that's smart <laughs> that's that, that was it that's a genius that is that is genius. I, I love it. I love it. Thank All you. right. What else was I talking about? Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. One moment. Oh, no, you're fine. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was flowing at first, and then I was like, I got kind of stuck. All right. So how do you balance having a business 
and then also, you know, regular life. Cause me just having a podcast is hard. I'm, you know, scheduling these, these, um, these interviews, I'm editing, I'm doing everything. It's, I barely get any sleep. So, so how, how do you do it? Ooh, well, honestly, it was tough at first. I wasn't sleeping a lot and I was always, you know, working around the clock, but you have to find a balance. You have to prioritize. There's a time for working on your business. There's a time for working on your full-time job. If you have one, there's a time to be a mother. There's a time even for self, you know? So you just have to find that balance that works. Um, for me, I work best at night when I create my products when I'm or when I'm making my products. And so I know that, you know, from 10 to two in the morning, that may be my time that I, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you said also balancing being a mother and also like having that business. I know you said they help you as all. Do they also like, do you like push them to say, look into entrepreneurship as well? Or do you not push that on you? I, I want them to make that their own decision. They see that I've grown my business from my kitchen and I've been able to expand it. Um, I've had over 2,500 orders online alone. So... Yeah, and they've seen the success at my events. Sometimes my sons are like, Mom, can we take a break? Because they'll help me at my pop-up events as well. Yeah. So they are definitely supportive. But I want them to make their own decision. I just give them the tools and I show them the power of entrepreneurship. But one thing I definitely did learn is there's power in entrepreneurship, but there's also power in having a, a solid backup plan or having also another plan that goes in alignment with your entrepreneurship, whether it be real estate, a full-time job, whatever, you know, that really goes with your flow. Okay. So, so what, what is, what have you, what exactly have you learned with having that backup plan? Cause you do have Ooh. your real estate, which made you, you know, move to Atlanta. Yeah. Right. So what have you learned with that? Yeah. I have learned that again, that nothing is guaranteed. And so I am, so some people say when you have a full-time job, you don't go as hard, but I'm not one of those type of people. I'm definitely, just because I have a full-time job going, because I did go back to the workforce, that doesn't mean that my business is going to lose its tracking. Um, so yeah, I've learned that having a backup plan is actually the smartest thing to do. I wouldn't, I stepped out on faith and I was like, I'm never going back to the workforce. I'm not yeah. saying that wasn't smart. I'm not saying it was. All I'm saying is you just got to go with what works best for you. And me having me valuing a backup plan has really helped me make uh, more solid decisions. Yeah, And I, I think you, you made like you said, you took a risk and, and you did. And I think it, it did pay off because you what you what you did here and able to find invest fest finding learning so much about um, email marketing. If you would have stayed there, even though you said you're back in the job force, you might not have that same opportunities there. So even if you have to do it, you're definitely at a better place to grow where you're at, which is, which is great, which is great. Yeah. Definitely, is, definitely inspiring me because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to jump out the window like that. I'm scared. It's, it's, and, it's and, and that's okay. You know, do what is best for you. That's what I say to everybody. If you're that full-time employee, do what's best for you. Full-time entrepreneur, do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. um, so what advice would you give someone that's right now listening to this and they are... Let's, let's say they're in Sacramento right now and they're like, hey, I want to move to Atlanta. I'm thinking about quitting my job. What would you say to that person actually experiencing that? Well, first, I would say have a solid plan. So, yes, you may want to move to Atlanta. It's so easy for you to move to Atlanta and make money. But what problem are you solving? It's not about making money. And I think that's where um, a lot of times businesses will differentiate from one from the other. It's not about the money I make. It's about how many people I can open their eyes up 
and look at how they and how they view ingredients as a whole, whether it's ingredients for their body that they're eating, consuming, what have you. So first, figure out a, a problem that you're going to solve. That's how you'll be able to sustain yourself. Make sure that problem you're solving goes along is in alignment with your passion, because if you're not passionate, you're going to get burnt out. You know for yourself having a podcast. There's many a times where you can get burnt out. And, um, but what really keeps me fueled is my passion. That is my passion. And once you have that solid plan, you figure out the problem to solve, you have that passion, then you just say this is, you set a goal, maybe do a vision board, maybe have a dream journal or a, a manifesting journal, whatever it is, you set goals, a three month goal, six month goal, one year goal, five year goal, whatever seems realistic. I would also say be careful on how high hold, how high the goal that you set, because again, that could also burn you out. Be very realistic and also be true to yourself. Don't allow other people to decide for you. You got to go with what's in your heart. I love that. I love that. And I just loved how you were just saying be realistic with your goals as well, because I think when you're going after a goal, you get excitement and that excitement. You're going every single night to try to get there, not realizing that it's going to take time to reach that goal and you can't get burned out easily. Me with the podcast. I got excited Invest Fest. I booked a bunch of people for the same week and I'm just like, oh, boy, tired. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to push mine out, because number one, I had to recover. Okay, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, but I also work. And so I wanted to make sure that I could get in the right mind space, mind frame, and really dedicate the time that you were trying to give me. Yes, and I definitely do appreciate it. Um, I'm checking my, my cheat sheet real quick, make sure I didn't miss anything. You've <laughs> <laughs> been having me on your platform because, you know, um, everybody ain't able. That's, that's what I'll say about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, and I do appreciate it. I think I hit everything. I think I did a pretty good job. I hit extra stuff. I didn't even know you moved all the way from Sacramento. So I'm definitely excited to see the journey. Um, so just the last thing, do you have any, I know you pretty much was giving gems the whole time, but do you have any last things in there that you want to tell the audience that I probably didn't ask you? Um, that's a great question. Um, I would just say, um, do your research. You know, any, anything that I've mentioned in this video, I always say in all of my educational videos, as always, do your research because the more you know, when you know better, you do better. Um, that's what I would basically say. And also, when you respect nature, nature respects you. Perfect. I appreciate that. Um, I also want you to shoot out. Well, you don't use social media. So, well, tell, you, tell them your website. No, I... I <laughs> I, I could I can give my social media so okay perfect okay so on Instagram I'm at live with nature so it's actually a part of my name L-I-V with nature so it's not L-I-V-E it's live L-I-V with nature um, and then my website is the same www.livewithnature.com perfect and I appreciate you coming on again like I said I have the green so we supporting today <laughs> yes yes thank you all right. So again, guys, my name is Jalon Abrams, unknown and talented. Can't get my name right. Jalon Abrams, unknown and talented. We have a live with nature. See you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.